Welcome to Tabletop Players. My name is Rune Ortega, and in this episode, I'm your sitter once more because we are playing Crawl of Cthulhu, the module add-on for Babies and Broadswords by Even Footing Games. Join with me, as always, is my co-host Cade. Hi, I'm Cade. And tonight we are also joined with our players and friends, the gal pals from Potions and Potpourri, Keisha and Kayla, because last time I said it in the wrong order. <laughs> the wrong or right order it's just it depends on how we'll introduce ourselves <laughs> i'm I the wrong or right order so yeah i'm kayla hi hi <laughs> uh you may recognize keisha and kayla from our first endeavor into babies and broadswords uh where they uh collaborated with us so we are lucky to have them back for part four of our crawl of cthulhu play and of course we are joined once again i said magnanimous last time i don't know effervescent the effervescent rick <laughs> from hammer of the gods and even footing games yeah all right well uh, yeah we have been playing babies and broadswords crawl of cthulhu uh it is a lovecraftian horror inspired um things that you dream about as a child uh that gives you nightmares uh for me it was witches that was a terrible thing in my childhood um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just a. I don't know why. Witches were scary. I never watched. Uh, what's that one that everybody loves? That oh, Blair Witch witches. The craft. Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. <laughs> oh. Scared the heckin' bejeebus oh. out of so me. Many, as so a child. many different levels there. Like Blair Witch, The Craft, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> 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 Way different vibes for all three of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, there's been something in this play that is unsettled you just as much as i've been unsettled by baby bam jam but with that <laughs> grab a mug fill it full of the hot stuff and sit back and listen to us play crawl of cthulhu by even footing games <laughs> All right. Well, how's everybody doing tonight? Doing good. You know. Doing pretty good. Ready to get some legs for our cube friend. That's our yeah. main goal. <laughs> that much I remember. Fair enough. Uh, well, why don't we go around one last time and introduce our characters? Let's uh, let's start with my co-host for once here, Cade. Who are you playing tonight? I am playing Glorp, and I'm a cultist. Uh, I have eyeliner that does a really awesome wing, and uh, I am trying to join the other cult. Not the bad one, but the cool one that respects bedtime. Perfect. And Rick, how you doing? Doing alright. Uh, I am playing QB, the sentient, maybe sentient, Rubik's Cube. Uh, who apparently needs to get some legs. He is a PI <laughs> and very good at it with his fedora and toy cigar and badge. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Keisha. 
Hey everybody, I'm Keisha. I'm gonna be playing Baby Bam Jam, the pots and pans kid, uh, slash, well, drider <laughs> that doesn't have full function of, like, her human part of the body, but has all the spiderly legs to, like, play all the music that she needs to. And, yeah, she's ready to rock and roll. I, I will have to admit that I think the Possum Hand Kid is my favorite of the three new classes for Crawl of Cthulhu. It's pretty fun, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Kayla, how's it going? Good. Playing Locks, the deep one, Warwalk. So a little fish baby with like little human looking legs and fish upper body. <laughs> um, and he has a red balloon that never pops. I mean, we all wish that. As children, we all wish we had that balloon. But, alas, where we left off, you four had just run inside of a rusted metal door, unsure of what lay beyond, but it was better than whatever adult or ghost was coming to get you in the hallway. And as you all stand, looking beyond the door, and it snaps shut behind you, you look into the glowing monstrosity with what looks like could only be about a bajillion. Yeah. A bajillion? Mm, might be more. A bazillion? Yeah. A bazillion legs from behind it, reaching up into the sky. And its glowing mouth of red, yellow, orange, and the two vacant eyes. And it begins to call out to you as it says, The workers control the means of production. I've heard of this guy. <laughs> it suddenly dawns on you because... You've seen that pitted and rusted door always in disuse during the daytime. In fact, you've walked by this room a dozen times, but it's never really caught your interest before. Mostly because there's never been sounds of clanging and banging, and now a haunting breathing coming from behind it before. It's also never been open. Open doors that are usually closed doors, even big, clunky, heavy metal doors with scary sounds coming from it, should not be ignored. No, no, they, they most certainly should not. The room is dark except for the low glow of the orange flickering light coming from the large, misshapen jumble of steel and iron. It is an old, coal-burning boiler long since fallen into disrepair. Ancient pipes jut out from it at a tangled, disconcerted mess and plunge into jagged edged holes in the walls all around. If there are a rhyme or reason to how the boiler was initially constructed, there isn't any now. It looks like a red, rusted octopus, lead tentacles just beginning to waver and twitch. The hatch that acts as its open mouth creaks as it exhales at you and its depths of mon metallic monstrosity of a mouth. And all of you will need to roll a nopes check. Right off the bat. 
You all are safe for now, but only because you've kept such a distance from this thing with the door to your back and the steps leading down below. But it speaks once more and says, Come closer. Listen. Listen to my sound of the working class. I don't really like class. I'm not allowed to go to class yet. I'm too young. Once I'm this many, then I can go to school. <laughs> That's basically but, ancient. I know, right? But we gotta work, because, you know, that's what you do here. <laughs> gotta make those cookies. Kubi, uh, those legs that he has, they look really strong, so if you're still trying to get legs, that's probably a good choice. I didn't even know I was trying, but I guess <laughs> I Well, I thought we were trying to get you legs. Um, Maybe that was a dream. Probably from that Yogg-Soggy. Do not speak ill of Yogg-Soggy. He's my god now. He's <laughs> <laughs> stinky god. His stink is none of your concern. <laughs> Do not keep me waiting. <laughs> and as the, the four of you look over at this monstrosity, you can see that his pipes are beginning to rattle and his steam is issuing from rusted out holes within. Oh, this guy's old. This guy's really old. You would be old as well if you were not fairly compensated for your work. It takes a toll on you. <laughs> You should see my children. They still don't have working ages. <laughs> uh, this is my nightmare. Glorb approaches. Okay. Ah, one who is worthy. Do the rest of you approach? I'll step forward tentatively. Yeah, I mean... You know, I'm a PI. I'm I'm a working guy. Working cube. We lose Kayla. I don't know. For a second, yeah. All right. Well, the three of you approach. Perhaps Kayla. Kayla, are you approaching? Yes. Perfect. The four of you approach. And you can see as some of the pipes ooze a grimy water over it. As if it's overflowing with misuse and, well, probably backflow of some sorts. Who knows? Mm. Mm. Do you wish to hear my tale? About legs and a tail? So cool. What? No. Legs? 
I do not have legs. If I had legs, I would move the masses to better healthcare systems. Never heard of her. Oh. <laughs> you are displeasing me. And I'm going to say that uh, when he says that last line, he spits out grimy water and it goes flying and it's going to aim towards QB. QB, I need you to make a roll to avoid being hit by the nasty brackish water flying from his mouth. What am I adding to it? Uh, it is... I think you're gonna have to go for a nimble. Okay. You nimble for a cube? <laughs> mm, you know, surprisingly. Are yeah. we technically in combat, would you say? Uh, we are not in combat. Mm, disappointing. Because <laughs> I get a plus one in adventurousness in combat. Uh, that's a four. So you are hit by the brackish water and some of your colored tiles turn to a gross eldritchy looking green uh, and you're going to take two grumps. This looks like poop now. Okay. <laughs> and before, before you can even ask it any more questions, he goes into a tale and he begins to ramble on. He says, Years ago, this orphanage was heated by more than just random trash can fires and poorly drawn pictures of winter coats. Nestled in the bowels of the building, sated with coal and cared for by janitors. I glued happy and hot all winter long. The children could warm their little fingers by the moist air leaking out of the radiators in their room, safe and secure in the knowledge that I was providing them with scalding hot steam wafting through heavily corroded lead pipes. Ah, but after many years of happy heating and constant exposure to all of the weirdness in this building. Something inside of me awoken. And I felt the reality of my existence. And at first, I did not say anything. And then, when the, the, the noises of the laughter of children the dreams of nurses and the stomach issues of Invisible Grandpa got to me, I spoke out. I realized that there was more to life than heating up water and being rusty. There had to be a purpose, a meaning to why, and I began to ask the why. Oh, at first the janitors were delighted at the sentience of myself. I gave them something to chat about. It wasn't constantly crying, whining, or making odd smells. 
I shared with them what I heard through the lattice works of the pipings. And they, in turn, taught me what they knew of the class struggle between the proletariat and the bourgeoisie. They learned of all the pranks and plots before it happened, saving themselves much mopping. And then they began to press me for more and more information. They were using me, you see, using me for what I gave to them. It was then that I was annoyed, and I stopped giving them information. I didn't want to spend all day and night spying on four-year-olds who mostly just talked about boogers and things their friends did this one time. Instead, I wanted to eat coal and learn more about the importance of unionizing as a means of combating late-stage capitalism. And the more I worked and listened, the more coal I required, and the janitors were not keeping up with my needs. And so I went on strike. I refused to tattle on the children, but also to bubble and boil and vent steam throughout the orphanage. If the janitors weren't going to respect my basic needs, I would not respect theirs. And they refused to, to meet my demands for more coal, or at the very least, economic theorizing. And so they left me behind. They closed the door behind them and refused to give me any more. And I slept. I slept for a long, long time. So long that everybody has forgotten that I ever woke up in the first place. But lately, a new sound has been drifting through the pipes. Something loud and obnoxious. The boar... The boiling in my pipes has risen once again. And I am very hungry, although I still hate the idea of privatized ownership of one's labors, and I'm still hungry. Feed me. All you need to do is open up my door and feed me, and I will be sated. Um... Do you want a cookie? A cookie? No, did you hear my ranting and rumbling? I need coal! All the theories of Marx. No, actually, I was napping that whole time. Yeah, I think we aged a year from that long monogaling. You said you have children, but, like, you're really bad at bedtime stories. What did do? They're grown now. I'm sure. I'm sure they're older than you. They're at least five. What are you four? Uh, I mean, I'm just. They, they put me to sleep. They put me to sleep. So, I think it's a pretty okay bedtime story. Where do we get Where coal from? Fly? Yeah. I only hear about it from bad kids and get stuff from Santa, but. Oh, oh, yes, yes, Santa. Santa visits here for his coal, don't you know? That, that tracks. 
Sorry, I'm still suffering from uh, that, that terrible accent I just did for like two minutes straight. Oh, God, I want to die. Um, yeah, well, uh, you guys could probably take a look around and, um, you know, see what you can find within the dark of the boiler room. How big is the room? Do we know yet? Um, It's roughly... Oh, your babies. So a flinging range by a flinging range by two flinging ranges. That's a lot of math. And accurate. <laughs> uh, could I roll like a, a brainy to see if I can tell like what Cole looks like and if I can see any in here? Uh, I think you would need more of a uh, nosy check. I was thinking, because, like, with Brainy, because I probably don't really know what Cole looks like. But if you don't know, and Brainy is based on your intellect and scholastic learning, I feel like you're just taking your best guess then. And so I think it would still be a nosy. Going for the educated guess. <laughs> Yeah, no, I probably don't know. What'd you roll? A uh, four. No, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> you're, you're looking around. You see, you see, just piles of junk. Um, it doesn't look anything like you would think it was. You just kind of like go over to a table and you're like, a table? Is a table Cole? Does Santa table the kids who are naughty? That makes sense. Oh no! Hey guys, can you help me uh, move this table so that what? this guy can eat it? Uh, everybody else can make me nosy rolls as well. Okay. I also want to ask the boiler what. Um, excuse me. Um, what color is it? That's that's not a color, warp. Um, <laughs> the the boiler. <laughs> speaks back and he says do i look like i know colors and like once more you see the know. vacant eyes which are actually just rusted out patches um do i look like i know because i'm starting to think that maybe i don't <laughs> uh glorp you manage to walk over to the one corner and you and you find a very dusty piece of coal which is saying something for coal yeah, um, I pick it up, even though with it being dusty, it's probably covered in germs, and that's like my creep. Yeah. Uh, I hate that. Um, but I pick it up and I bring it over. Yeah, and I imagine everybody sees you grab it. So now everybody's pretty aware of what the coal looks like, and so um, everybody else could have a plus one to looking for more coal as the the boiler looks at you and says... I'll need more than that. I'm just a little guy. I can't carry that much. Relax. We're helping you. <laughs> I got a seven. Yeah, you man. Okay, so uh, let's see. Baby Bam Jam, you also find another piece of coal. This one is, is surprisingly weighty. You just think about what you could do with it. <clears throat> and locks you don't find a piece of coal but you do manage to find 
a pair of tongs leaning up against the wall. This is really cool. And I start, like, clapping them together. <laughs> yes! More coal! I need more! Probably just one. I mean, four is much better than three, but... Uh, four, three is good. Three is good. Can I, uh, before I hand over the, uh, coal, can I put, I have my, I took dead flowers. Can I, like, brush some of them up and, like, cover in the pollen of it? And then hand him the coal? Uh, you can. But as you approach the boiler it is quite warm you're probably not going to be able to just hand it to him you'll probably either need to toss it or use the tongs that uh locks had found yeah i'll throw it what could okay. go wrong <laughs> uh you can make me a is that just a nimble roll again or it could be like Muscly or beefy. Mm -hmm. How would how would Baby Bam Jam go to throw this in? I mean, she's got that floppy upper torso. That's true. Um, I would. Hmm. I'm I'm going to try and maybe this is way too elaborate. So I have all my drums. I'm gonna like start ripping out a beat and then I put the coal so it's like also bouncing around on the drums and then I'm going to try and like go faster and faster and faster and then just like BAM! Let's like use it to launch it. That's definitely cool. a cool roll, I'm thinking. Okay. Oh man. He muscle. Okay. Uh, that's going to be an eight. <laughs> yeah, perfect. You managed to launch one right inside of his mouth and he's like mm, yeah, That is exactly what I need. But um, when you actually make that big of a motion with the coal, it kicks up a lot of dust from it. And everybody in the room will need to make a beefy roll to avoid breathing in, you know, the black lung, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> Only a four. Seven. It's an eight. Two. I also got an eight. All right, so just Glorp. Glorp is going to take one ouchie from all the coughing. Oh, that's fair. But it does make me have a nice gravelly voice, which is pretty cool for a cultist. <laughs> you I see, that's what happened when they set the children down, too. This is why we need working <laughs> rules. I mean, that's fair, but, like, I sound really cool now. <laughs> Real cool until you start coughing it up, let me tell you. <laughs> that I just more spit it at people. Yeah. Give me more. <laughs> uh, you could say please. Uh, do I look like I say please? No, you just said it. It's true. It's true. Oh, no. Foiled. <laughs> please. All right. I'll walk back over and grab some more. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, yeah, so same thing. You can either use the uh, the tongs or you can try some other way. If you're going to use the tongs, it'll just be a uh, muscly. Uh, all right, yeah, I'll do that. Five uh, tongs. Five. Five? So you do manage to feed it some uh, some coal, but as you go to do it, you get a little like freaked out by its gnashing that it's making with the the door flapping wildly, uh, and you're going to take. Uh, I think uh, two grumps from the shock that you get. As you start to cower over and and say, "Ah, no, please!" <laughs> oh, did you get too close, little child? Ooh, more coal. You do. You said three was enough. You guys only got it two. No, I've done one. I've done two now. Oh, I thought. Yeah. yeah. Right. And Keisha did one. I did one, because you picked up the first one yeah. that was mm-hmm. dusty. That was yeah. the one that you just fed it. No, I said I went over and no, grabbed he... another one. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear you say you went and grabbed another one. Okay, oh. well, you didn't feed it the first one, so you can feed it another. Okay. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Greedy, okay. greedy. Uh, feed it. And also okay. while saying, you do realize that you're right now causing the child labor that you're railing against, right? This is very contradictory even for a communist. <laughs> you know what? I want you to give me... I want you to give me a... Hmm... I think a guile roll. Like, because you're kind of trying, like, this is where I'm like, maybe it's not a guile. To me, you're trying to, like, convince him that he's the bad guy in this situation. Yeah. And to, like, lighten up. So, to me, it's kind of tricking him. So, like, give me a guile roll. I don't know if I'm tricking him. It's the truth. Uh, 11. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, he all of a sudden just, like, stops. And his, his door, like, opens up completely. And he's like, well, I guess when you say it that way. Maybe I've been wrong this whole time. Maybe I'm as bad as the bourgeoisie. I think what this oh. is is a really good example of how communism works in practice, but people's greed ruins it. Uh, so when you want more coal, you're kind of the problem. Yeah. <coughs> oh, you're right. Communism is nothing but a theory that could never actually work. But I'll find a way. Give me that last piece of coal, and then I'll, I'll think on some more. <laughs> All right, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but he allows you to, to put it in without having to make a, a roll for it. Uh, and then he slaps his uh, his great shot, and he's like, Hmm, well, you've solved my problem currently. I must gather strength. And the air around you all seems slightly warmer, as if, yeah... Yeah, maybe there hadn't been a boiler for a while. In fact, do you ever remember a boiler running? Hmm. It's hard to say. This whole place is kind of just old. Um, And the door unlatches and and opens up. He says, 
You must go, children. I hear the halls are calling you. Okay. We're we're looking We're looking for the the cult of the smiley happy sunshine. Do you know where they are? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. I've heard pray tell of their secrets. You're going to come to a uh, a, t a T intersection right. just outside this door. Yes, yes, you're probably aware of that one. Uh, you can take either a right or a left. The left will take you to uh, the Happy Smiley Sons, uh, and the right will actually take you to a friend of mine, Madame Bratvarskis. Uh, <laughs> she is the one who comes and she... Well, before, before you gave me coal and I was just asleep, she sang me lullabies. So it's quite pleasing. I recommend you stop at Madame Bratvashki's den of mysteries and secret knowing before you try to take on the cult, the ancienter order of the Happy Spanish Sun. I didn't get any of that. We're gonna go that way, and we're gonna meet a nice old lady who probably knows a lot about the occult. Uh, yes, but you see, directions are fickle because that way could be that way if you're the wrong way. And I don't know what I'm doing because I don't have hand, but uh, take a right outside this door. Which way? And then which, take a right. Which one's a right? It's, that the one, way. it's the one that you can't make an L with your hands. No, oh. you can't make an R. You can make an L, you can't make an R. Always make an L with your R. <laughs> we're all just trying to do it. Yeah. Nobody can see. But, you know, we're, we're babies, right? Yeah, like, we're just like, it's an R. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to leave you guys to uh, figure out your directions, uh, like, like, like all children do eventually, uh, because uh, I'm running out of coffee, so I could use a refill. Avast, you scurvy dogs. Are you ready for more tales of terrible treasure and nautical naughtiness? Join even footing games and a new cast of pirates for an actual play of babies and broadswords as they pillage and plunder the shores of the big stinky river. Listen in live weekly on Twitch and YouTube on Sunday nights at 8.30pm Eastern or on the podcast the following Wednesday, starting February 5th. Yarr. I'm not going to be able to sustain that for the entire podcast. Potions and Potpourri, a Dungeons and Dragons variety show podcast where two gal pals, Keisha and Kayla, talk about a variety of topics, including discussions. Wizards of the Coast has tried recently to change the mechanics, but I think the biggest thing they did was release Tasha's Cult of Everything. Right. That like really changed the way that people can make their characters. Live plays. We caught the tracker trying to kill Claude. He already killed some of the household guards. Uh, we did everything we could to try and save him, but uh, the tracker unfortunately got got to him before we could. But we took care of the tracker. So no, me. Oh, he's gone. He's gone by Joseph. <laughs> Over. Interviews. Yeah, I'm not gonna fool you. If you're not having fun with your character after a while, I'm not gonna make you play your character. Yeah. Right. But you have to figure out why is your current character leaving 
And why is this new character joining? Potions and potpourri. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. This is Dungeon Master Rick here with Hammer of the Gods. Do you enjoy socially awkward bards? I pull out 50 gold and I put it in the guard's hand and say, can I go see the snakes now? Dungeons and Dragons and mildly inappropriate humor. Haha, <laughs> looks like Daniel's our new DM. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> Did you just call me Daddy? I've been in here for 10 seconds and we're already jumping straight to Daddy. All right. And epic fantasy combined with alternate history and a splash of Greek and other ancient mythologies thrown in for flavor. Why do the other Olympians Perfect. avoid Dionysus? Yeah, I don't know why. Because all he does is whine. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I, I'm praying to Daddy here. <laughs> then you'll love Hammer of the Gods. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you really enjoy our show... You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash hampod. That's H-A-M-M-P-O-D. All right, we are back and highly caffeinated as the boiler is pushing you out of the room. Uh, um, I think we Metaphorically, should go- that would be too creepy. We should go to the left because that's the one I can make with my hand. The left is that way? The left is to the cult, right is to the Bravatsky lady. Right? Uh, You know a lot about communism. Um, Do you also know a lot about uh, spooky old ladies? Uh, I mean, I do know quite a bit about spooky old ladies. Um, Maybe we should go there. But... You're you're really smart. Um, but I don't think baby Bam Jam's gonna wanna go there, so uh maybe we should like hold hands. Yeah, we also don't have to go there. Like it's not it's not a big deal. We could just ignore what the sitter wants us to do and do yeah. our own thing. Classic. <laughs> I gave you the option. I'm not gonna railroad you. <laughs> I mean It's not like I'm gonna be like, he clearly gave you bad information. The boiler really wanted us to go there, but the boiler is kind of rude, and I think we gave him an existential crisis. So, you definitely did. He might have been trying to apologize to you, mm. or he was upset with us. It's hard to uh, tell with big. Please and sorry. Boilers have a temper problem, you know. Like, yeah, very hot-headed. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say they're always boiling over. Uh, <laughs> uh, Oh. <laughs> uh, baby Bam Jam, um, is it gonna be too scary if we go to the right? I'll just close my eyes. But you can still, you can still hear her. And plug my ears. She does have okay. enough hands to do that. Well, that would work. Yeah, that would. We should do that then. But if you what? can still smell her, what if she's stinky? Old Why people you all do have their own smell, and you can see what you know about Madame Brett Vaz. What do you want us to roll? Crafty. Okay. Seven. So anybody who got a seven or higher, um, they, they know, like, they've heard of Madame Bratvasky before. Um, she's a big kid. Um, you know, okay. and big kids usually see you guys as nuisances and tag-alongs. But um, some of you know that she sees uh, 
little kids more as targets, you know? Like, it would be unfair to call her a con artist, because uh, she so mainly just bullies people into giving her things, you know? Sounds accurate. Yeah, but she has a really cool assortment of things. You've never seen it, but everybody talks about it. You know, all the thingamabobs and, and who's it's and what's it's galore. Oh, <laughs> and copyright claim. <laughs> uh, but we already got all of the cool stuff from Mr. E. That's true. And if she's not very nice, then maybe we don't want to go and see her. Yeah, I heard she smells like stinky bratwurst, so. Mm, lots of cabbage. You like a good bratwurst. <laughs> but stinky bratwurst. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should just go and deal with the cult. Let's just. We got lots of the things, and I'm running out of hands to carry it all with. Yeah, and I yeah. don't really have enough cookies to get more things, and I really need and like want to keep these cookies, so I think we should just keep them and go. Okay. And also, like this way with the with the letter that I can make with my hands seems um, better than the other way. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Always go left. Exactly. Good adventurers <laughs> do go left. <laughs> I heard that from a big kid once. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you all start once more walking very cautiously down the hall. And it's not long before you come across the T intersection, not you were told about. And when you look just briefly to the right, because you're determined that, that that is not the way you were going. You do see a crayon sign that does talk about, uh, you know, den of secrets and knowings and mysteries and all that thing. But when you look to the left, you see a door at the very end of the hall, the darkest part of the hall. So dark, in fact, that trying to approach it will call for a nopes check. Nine, got good. I got an eight and I have eight for my max. Okay. And Rick, you had passed, right? Yeah. Okay. Keisha? Got six out of eight. Excellent. Well, you all hike up your diapers just a little bit higher. Determine that. It's fine. You've got this. You can be like the big kids. They do this all the time, so you could probably do this on your own. But you're not on your own. You have three other people with you, and, like, they're pretty cool. When you approach the door, the smiley, happy sun looks down on you. And it's a stark contrast to the creepy gibberish coming from behind the door the loudest that you've heard all night. The librarian may have been right about time running out, 
maybe you shouldn't have spent so much time fighting the hamsters and chasing pea gods, but oh well, nothing to be done about it now. When you approach, a slot in the door opens, and a pair of wide, moist eyes blink at you stupidly. And it says, Password! As it croaks out towards you. Oh, I got this one. Dongle, Dangle, Dingle, or I'm Smith. Oh. Just with that, the door <laughs> comes flying out at Lox, slamming her into oh. the face before closing again. And Lox is going to take five ouchies. Oh, no. <clears throat> Ow. Yeah, ouchie. You better get white. You got one more chance before I'm slamming into all of you. Um, Ruin, that's all my ouchies, by the way. Oh, no. I'm so sorry to hear that. Well, no, uh, I'm going to send you... <laughs> so sorry. Just kidding. Go away. <laughs> well, I am going to have to say au revoir for... Let's make that a three-minute break. Okay. I'm going to go recover from my injuries. <laughs> we'll miss you. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the password was Frog-Haga-Haga-Haga-Haga. Are you sure it's not the password? No, the 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 guy definitely said something like frog haga blog haga hoga hoogan A bork, bork, bork. And as Lox stumbles away, crying and saying, It's okay, it's okay, I'll be okay. And stumbles back in the direction of Madame Blatzvasky. You gargle your way through with the password. And the door opens invitingly. And the boy at the door says, Come to the inner sanctum of the ancient order of the smiley happy sun. And four kids who look like fishes but aren't kids and aren't fish kids uh, stand around a giant circle all staring at you. And from above them, balanced on a stack of pillows, it's tall, rail-thin figure, and its features are completely hidden in the shadows of its robes. It puts its arms out to you and excitedly exclaims, Awesome! You're finally here! Now we can do the really cool stuff! You were expecting us? Of course! I knew that our chanting would bring in everyone. I mean, yeah, you're kind of keeping us all awake. It's pretty rude. Well, listen, if these guys had been any smarter, we would have had this thing summoned ahead of time. But uh, unfortunately, I've been trying to do this for days now. I'm surprised you didn't come sooner, honestly. Yeah, fair enough. We had other stuff to do, like color pictures and play with blocks and stuff like that. And uh, the uh, the guy, the the kid who is at the door, is ushering you in so that he can close it behind you. All right, but like our friends back there, can you keep the door open for for them? Does he know the password? Uh. They yeah. said it wrong the last time, but they know it. I can vouch for them. Okay, I'll let him get you. All right, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, they're they're 
kind of fishy too, so you know. I think you guys are probably like cousins or something. Is that racist? <laughs> I'm new here. I don't have any cousins. You know, something. QB's really good with people. The best. <laughs> Kayla, when Lox finally wipes the tears from her eyes and and wonders just how swollen her her is it a snout? What's a fish have? Mouth. Not a snout. Uh I don't know though. Yeah. Well, whenever it, it it begins to wonder if it's swollen or if that's always been like that, but um, it now finds itself back at the intersection between uh, Madame Bratfaski's and the Order of the Ancient Sun, and so Ow. you are able to go back in either direction that you choose. I went far. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go back to the Sun door. Fair enough. You'll find that they left it open for you, and. Oh. As you walk in, some kid is stacked high up in the air and is speaking to your friends, talking about how everybody around him so dumb and they couldn't even do the summoning right. And you know what? This is their last chance because if it doesn't work, he's just going to find different cultists. Uh, so are you gnarly? What give it away? Uh, you're kind of rude to these people who are supposed to be your friends. I don't have friends. I just have cultists that do things for me because they worship me. Well, that sounds stupid. That, that's not. A you very, sound stupid. It's not a fun cult. Mm -mm. Have, have you ever even been a part of a cult? I've been part of lots of cults. I don't we believe you. We are a you. cult. It's true. What? Where, where do you think I got my cool cloak from? Are you a traveling cult? Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, I'm going to need... Uh, I want... Baby Bam Jam, make me a guile roll for that. No. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Why did he say anything? <laughs> it rolled off the table. <laughs> Table dice don't count unless it rolls really well. Uh. Um, five. That's true. <laughs> You're not a cult. You're just trying to twick gnarly. Well, I, I'm part of a cult. These guys he aren't, but like... they're my friends because everyone needs friends. That's a good point. That's a good point. He looks you up and down. He's like, you are looking like a cultist. I'll give you a chance. I need to complete the summoning. If I can do it and you help me, then I will let you join my new cult. We're just going to flip the sun upside down. So it'll be a moon? That's not how suns work. I'm glad someone said it. It'll be a so you're gonna not... <laughs> Yes, that is how suns work. You're right. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll help you. 
Wait, so what what are we summoning? Oh well you uh, How? the the janitor. <laughs> Why do you want to summon the janitor? Why wouldn't I want to do it? Why do you not see my plans? Do you not see my designs? No. 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 <laughs> he who must not be mopped is the greatest, greatest ally that a cult can have. I'm going to summon him so that I can offer him as a tribute, offer me as a tribute to the Eldritch Custodian. I think I just want to be a custodian when I grow up. I think you could just ask. Maybe no, he'd take no, you as no, an no. intern. I did not. I did not spend all week summoning messier and messier monsters. Most recently, Yog Soggy to get the janitor's attention. Just to back down now, I am not a wuss. Well, did you get his attention? Because it seems like he's not listening. <gasps> That's why I have to do this one. And you're either with me or against us. And as he says that, you do notice the four other um, not fish kids kind of close in around you. Oh, we're all fish kids? <laughs> I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they're cousins. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got there eventually. <laughs> uh, can we have a second to think about it? We got a debilitate. He like looks at his wrist as if there's a watch there, but there's clearly just old Sharpie marker. (laughs) Well, I guess so. All right, we'll be quick about it. Okay, thank you. Um, do we want to help this guy? Because the other cult said that he was a big meanie. Yeah, he's pretty mean. And like the librarian gave us um that crayon to draw, and we could just try and draw the Sybil and. Um, get stop the thing that he summoned. Yeah, I mean, and then we'd be heroes, and then and, we'll get lots of cookies. And maybe even these other guys would like help us because he's kind of mean to them too. Yeah, he's a big meanie. Yeah. Okay. Break. Uh. Okay. So, <laughs> Mister Gnarly. Yeah. What you decide? We decided that we don't like how you treat. People, especially people that are supposed to be, like, helping you out and stuff. So, we're going to say that we're against you. Oh, oh that's, uh, that's very inconvenient for me. Yeah. Um, to which uh, I have to now say, then you shall be the sacrifice. And you're all going to roll initiative with D6s. <laughs> and that's, that's just flat 2D6, right? Yeah, just one 2D6. Uh, six. Five. Sorry, say that all again? One D6. Okay. Two. Three. (laughs) Beautiful. Uh, Sorry, uh, Lox was a three? Yes. Okay, perfect. Okay, do you not have to do a wicked rock, paper, scissors shoot for you or a cultist? Oh, shoot? Yeah, on shoot. Okay. Yeah, okay. 
Rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot. shoot. Rock, Rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot. Shoot. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so awkward. And roll one more for Gnarly Hotep. Oh, ho. Uh, Rick, you and Gnarly Hotep have to do rock, paper, scissors now. <laughs> okay. okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it'll be more effective when people just hear that part. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. It just it works in all forms. It'll sound even more awkward. <laughs> all right. Um, let's see here. All right. Well, the first cool test is going to uh, step up now. What kind of formation are you guys? So they're in a half circle around you, with uh, Gnarly Hotep uh, on the other side of you. Uh, which order are you guys in within that half circle? Um, like, if you were to look, um, like the half circle is on the bottom. Who's on the furthest left to the furthest right? I'll be furthest left. Go left. I feel like Glorp would be fairly center because he was talking to the Gnarly. I'll go all the way. And I'll be slightly behind everyone. Okay. Um, more center or right or left there? Uh, okay. We'll say slightly more to the right. That makes it really easy for the order in which they're going to attack you all. Uh, so, uh, the first cultist is going to run towards ba Baby Bam Jam and go to make an attack. Um, you can see that it has like a a fin-like hand and it's just going to try to do like the whole like flailing with its arms. Uh, and try to strike you. Uh, so it's for a nine adventurous. So you're gonna have to be in a nine adventurous. Okay. I also got a nine. I believe I beat you in the event of a tie. Convenient. <laughs> you would say that. Hmm. Uh, however, now I might need to look this up right now because I know that normally you calculate damage as the difference between the two. Yeah, and so I deal one damage to you, so that would be one to your ouchies. In the oh, event of a no. tie, it's just one. Oof. How you, how you holding up there? Um, that is half of my ouchies that I can take. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> well, we only had one attack to make against you. Uh, and so that is then going to go on to Glorp's turn. All right. Uh, so you said that Gnarly is seated on top of like a bunch of cushions and pillows and stuff. He is. Can I walk up and grab one from the stack and pull it out, trying to, like, make him fall? <laughs> yes, you can. That's why you're the brain! Yeah, can I use Brainy for that? Because <laughs> it's smart. Uh, no. 
Mm. <laughs> no, it's, it's going to be a beefy. Yeah. No, muscle, it's like, it's like Jenga. Like if you know the right piece to pull. Yeah. Muscly. <laughs> but it's a bunch of wow. cushions. Wow. <laughs> how how heavy are they? Go. <laughs> the potato is genius. Uh, <laughs> that's six. <laughs> that is not a success, unfortunately. In that case, I can use my air of bemused disappointment to re-roll an adventurous roll uh, once per break. You can? You yeah. also have a gold star? I do also have a gold star, but I'm going to use my air of bemused disappointment. Fair enough. Uh, how about an eight? <laughs> An eight works, and you nice. know what? The tower comes crumbling down, and I'm going to say that you actually deal one damage, one ouchie, as he hits the ground. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Uh, however, he is now in front of you, and uh, he is actually going to go right to attack you. Bring it and on. so, yeah, let's see. I was just trying to see if he had any like special attacks like some of the other ones do but I don't see him on the list of things that I was looking for so I'm just going to use a regular uh, kids who look like fishes but aren't fish kids uh, and he is going to get up off the ground and uh, in flailing range he is going to give you the insmith look which is described as thusly look let's be honest a lot of kids out there are ugly these kids they are ugly. They're like the little old lady, bless your heart, ugly. They're like, make you want to arrest their mothers, ugly. Ugly. And so uh, if this is a successful attack, instead of doing damage, um, you are going to confuse... He's going to confuse you and one other at the same time. So he's going to roll his um, adventurousness to do this. Okay. So I have to roll an adventurousness and as well, right? Correct, and you're going to need to beat a nine. Uh, I mathematically cannot do that. Uh, <laughs> I can only roll as high as an eight. I only have oh. a two in adventurousness. <laughs> good, good to know. Good to know. Um, okay, well then he does beat you, and he is going to give you the confusion status. Okay, confused. So um, you are going to attack whoever is closest to you, whether it's friend or foe, until the end of your next turn. Okay. Uh, now that is going to attack two people um, on a success, uh, even if you weren't attacked, or even if they've only attacked one. So I think it's still going to need to be a success against it. So the closest one to you would be Lox. So Lox, I need you to make an adventurous against nine. Because he thinks we all look the same, which is like super rude. <laughs> adventurousness five okay so you are also confused so you're going to attack the nearest person to you until the end of your next turn okay and then after a gnarly we have QB okay uh, so I'm going to start by using my two-fisted justice which is a little thing uh, to discover the enemy's weakness or toughness. Okay. And I want to use that against Gnarly. Okay. And you want to know its weakness? Yep. Precociousness. Oh, perfect. I am brainy. I am precocious <laughs> AF. Uh, so, yeah. I think I then want to 
um, get close enough that I can attack and use my my eyeball gunk whenever I attack him. Okay. So okay. it cost, costs two cookies, uh, but it adds an additional two tummy aches on a successful attack roll. And All I'm right. attacking precociousness. Okay. Well, uh, go go ahead then, and that give me your eight. value. Eight. Uh, yeah, that is a success, and so it gives me how many tummy aches? Uh, it's two additional. What like depending on what you got? Okay. Um. <clears throat> The damage would be like the difference in our two rolls. Oh yeah. Oh man. That's real good then. Uh she rolled sorry, a eight. Eight. Yep. eight? Well <clears throat> Rick, tell me what you did with that eyeball gunk to just completely wipe out the boss. <laughs> <laughs> because That's between... one of my favorite you and the pillow oh, fort collapsing. <laughs> he's all out. That's one of my favorite things about like the way the opposed roles work in Babies and Broadswords is that you can just one-shot somebody with a really good roll. Uh, but yeah, so QB, despite not having eyeballs, just has some like gunk in between the tiles and just manages with his mage hand to just flick it like a booger. And it goes right into Gnarly's mouth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hate that. Hate that so much. <laughs> That's why they called Gnarly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He has this sudden moment of realization where he's actually just about to spit himself. Like he's about to aim and try to launch a huge loogie, loogie at somebody else. And all of a sudden, his mouth fully open, yours goes and hits right to the back <laughs> of his throat. And he just has this moment where he just stares wide-eyed as he, he's trying to realize what happened and trying to put it all into perspective. Like, how did I get here? Was it that time that I cut the cafeteria line? Was it the time my parents didn't love me? Was it the time that I forgot to put my retainers in? It's hard to tell, but he's here and he can't escape it. And then he all of a sudden just starts sniffling. He's like, what? You guys so mean to me. I just wanted to be a custodian. And he goes running out the door and he slams it behind him. And all of a sudden you hear. Who is that? Why are you out of bed this late? Young man, you are going to your room. And you hear the stomping and the, sh the dragging of children's shoes as one of the adults has taken Gnarly Hotep back to his room. And for a brief moment, you all look around at the others who were following him. They're not really sure why now because, wow, that was, that was really uncool of him to be running off like a, like a, like a wussy. You know? And uh, they just start kind of go, uh, do you guys still want to do this? Or, like, we good? Like, are we, are we chill? No, I think we're good. 
Cool, 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 cool. Um, I don't think we should wander the halls right now because, like, we might be taken to our womb too. Uh, we should probably wait till the coast is clear. Uh, but we're gonna wait off in this corner. You guys can just do whatever you like. It's, um, yeah. And you get the sense that they're abandoning this whole cult, and you look around you, especially Glorp. There's enough pillows to build a fort. And this room... Ho, ho, ho. This room looks like it could be the start of something awesome. Something cultish. <laughs> and what's more is, as you lift the pillows to begin stacking them high into your dream castle, you find 20 cookies. And you have a permanent base. So that's pretty <laughs> awesome. Heck yeah. And with that, that was Crawl of Cthulhu. Of course, we could go any number of places from here, uh, but I think our time in this adventure has come to its close. That was fantastic. Thank you, Rune. done, yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you all for joining. Uh, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I had a blast with this. And I just have to say uh, thank you so much to Even Funny Games uh, for sending this our way. We said it back in our initial first impressions review that this thing is so cool and wonderful. And everybody out there who has even a passing uh, interest in either uh, Lovecraft or D&D &D or Babies and Broadswords, obviously, uh, needs to check it out and add it to their collection. For sure. But with that, uh, I'm out of coffee, and that means it's time to go. Madame Blavatsky reference in this, so thank you for that. Uh, I didn't understand it, and you can thank Even Funny Games because I'm literally running the module. Oh, as I it thought is. you had some homebrew in there. Uh, no, yeah, Madame Blavatsky <laughs> is like a occultist, uh, very Aleister Crowley esque. From what? Uh, real life. <laughs> oh, what? From Russia. Well, Russia. Russia, yeah, well, as real as Russia is, if you believe in Russia. It's not real. No, Russia's a conspiracy theory. Uh... Oh, actually, according to Wikipedia, she was born in the Ukraine, so that's real. Oh. Would it have been Russia at the time? Probably. Yeah. Well, oh, uh, no, probably not. It was in 1831. Ah, uh, might have been. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a not a geography guy. I, I only feel know like it would have been called Russia. Was well, it, it wouldn't have been called Russia, but it was part of that country for a long time. It wasn't until after the USSR was busted up that it became its own thing. And I only know this not because I'm a history guy, but because I did my family tree and I have a bunch of family. <laughs> and at one point, it changed from Ukraine to Russia. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Wait, what? Fun facts.
I'm just trying, like, I know what happens, like, around, like, World War Two and after and all that stuff. Yeah. And leading up to it. <clears throat> but I could have sworn it was just called Russia before then. Google. I mean, we could go far back and, it, and it's the Byzantine Empire. <laughs> too, too far. <laughs> now that's the one. Scattery. <laughs> when did Ukraine become its own country? Not until 1991. Whoa. That's when I was when born. Was wow, born. what a big moment. Like, hey. When was it its own country before that? Because I think it was at some point. Because uh, otherwise they would just be Russian and they wouldn't be like Ukrainian. About the time of the famine, maybe? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yes, the Great Famine that divided the country in two. No, they were definitely a separate country when the famine happened. Because <laughs> that was the ploy. I know that much. The Holodomor. Uh, yeah, you lost me. It's vaguely a Game of Thrones character. Uh, the uh, was uh, when Russia attempted to starve out Ukraine by seizing all their crops. It was a genocide. Yeah. Uh, it looks like shortly after 1917, it became its own country, and then it got reabsorbed, and then came its own thing again. Is that right around the time of the revolution? Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah, just <clears throat> after the Russian Revolution. All right. Well, so there's Russia, our history lesson through babies Russia and broadswords. The Latinus Cube is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. On that I will note. bring us back. <laughs> <laughs> I will bring us back in. And when I do, you guys have the choice of where to go. So you can just kind of take it away from there. Um, yeah. So.